0: everyone welcome to the run with alley live podcast it is august 4th we are already in the smack middle of summer and you know it is humid as heck outside right Courtney? well it's i guess you're in the well, level, you know yeah it's not super humid but it's hot oh it's so hot it's like you know but we're making do you know that's all we can really do and it's summer the best time of the year yeah. yeah. So, um, today I have, you know, a very special guest. She's actually an integrative nutritionist. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. And she, she does know a really good thing or two for you endurance athletes listening on here. Um, and you know, just, she's just very well versed in the space. Uh, so I wanted to bring her on here because we haven't really had many nutritionists on here. We've had maybe you know, people that uh, speak to nutrition, but in a different way. So Courtney, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I'm so happy you can make it. Um, I know
1: you're on vacation, right? I was. Yeah. I just got back from visiting my family, which I did very safely. I got a test before I went and saw my parents and um, it was really nice. They live in like a small little mountain town in Colorado and it was just nice to get out of the city and be in nature for a bit really needed that refresher I was just actually
0: saying on my IGTV if there was one place I could go and work remotely and train for like running
1: it would be Colorado well uh it's called Telluride it's this like mountain town in southern Colorado yeah do you ski I actually snowboard I started skiing as a kid when I was four and then when I was 11 snowboarding kind of became a thing and I was like I want to snowboard because I didn't really like skiing very much um it's funny how you come back to those things because now I'm like man I kind of want to ski again oh but I snowboard (laughs) as of now I I love it um
0: so wait yeah I just like completely drew a blank it's been a hell of a day Um, yeah, I know. So, um, just a friendly reminder, everyone who's joining for the first time, the reason why my podcast has grown is because people, you people on here love the authenticity, the fact that people are genuine on here and real, not really fabricated. There's no, like you can't even like use Facetune on here. So you don't even see us when we're speaking on Apple Podcasts. Let's leave it at that. So, you know, yeah, this is yeah. your chance to really like hear people like minded individuals in the health, fitness, running space um, who share a common passion. And yes, this is a running podcast. But what I do is as a run coach, it's not just the running that makes a running podcast running. It's a holistic picture, which means mobility, cross training, nutrition, recovery, all of the above. Um, so that's why. We have Courtney on here as our guest today and yeah, Courtney, if you just want to tell us about, you know, yourself besides Telluride, you know, um, your brand, which is amazing. I would love to, you know, hear more about that.
1: Yeah. Thank you. So like you said, uh, my name is Courtney Swan. I'm an integrative nutritionist, which means we integrate holistic with Western practices of, um, medicine, nutrition, treating the body, and we, we look at the whole picture of the body. So like, let's say, for example, um, if, you're, if you were to come see me and you're having an issue with your thyroid, I'm not going to just zone in just directly on the thyroid. I'm going to zoom out and look at the body as a whole and try to figure out what's happening that's causing your thyroid to mess up. Because the body is, is you know, it's complicated. It all works together. And it's all about zooming out and looking at the full picture. So that's what integrative means. And uh, I started a food blog called Real Foodology, which has just become my brand over the years. Nine years ago now, I had been working in music at the time. And I was becoming more and more passionate about health and wellness, just about nutrition. I was a runner at the time. I'm actually not running right now, but I was running at the time. And I decided to quit my job in music. I went back to school and I got my master's in nutrition. And as I was in school getting my master's, I felt like I really needed... An outlet just to talk about everything I was learning in school. So I just started writing, I was writing food blogs um, and recipes. I was really into cooking. I'm still really into cooking. And this was right about the time that Instagram had started as well. And so I was on Instagram, but it was kind of just, you know, haphazardly posting recipes here and there. God, if you scroll all the way back, my photos are horrendous compared to now. Um, but at the time, like I said, it was not about anything other than just for myself. And I felt like I really needed an outlet to get out the information that I was learning because it felt so important. And fast forward to now, um, my, my Instagram has become my full-time job right now because it's pandemic times and I can't really see clients. And I also was working with a client one-on-one for the last four years, um, who happens to be a nutrition or sorry, who happens to be a musician. And I was traveling with her. I recently left that job and I'm doing real foodology full time. I'm starting my own podcast. Um, I still do recipes on my Instagram. And that's kind of, uh, yeah, that's the background of real foodology and where I'm at now. So I admire that you're a self starter and you're starting your own brand because
0: I recently, yeah, in January, I filed my LLC and it's just been, thank you. It's a big stepping stone. You know, you got to like, watch a lot of things. I'm not even going to start to name them. Like bookkeeping is so far. Like, like, Oof, every yeah. little thing. it's like, Oh my gosh. Purchasing the hell, like health insurance. It's, <laughs> and, you know, it's yeah, so a cool. lot. it seems like, you know, you've been very, um, passionate about it for several years now. And you just kind of like, I like that you picked that up as a hobby. That's really cool because I'm school is hard enough. So, you know, most people don't really have time for that or make time.
1: Yeah. I mean, the ironic and sad thing about all of this is that I, so I did my undergrad at CU Boulder and I just did communication because for years I couldn't really figure out what I wanted to study, but I knew I really liked writing. And it's so ironic how all of that, it's so funny how it all comes together in the end. But at the time I was like, I don't know, I guess I'll just pick communication. I don't know what I'm going to do with it after. And now it's served me so well, because I love to write, obviously, I'm writing like blog posts all the time and captions on Instagram. And so it really has like molded the two together. But my very last class that I took in my undergrad was a nutrition class. And I remember calling my mom being like, Mom, I messed up, I should have, I should have studied nutrition in college. And she was like, you'll be fine. You can, you know, you can always go back. And then what ended up happening is I worked in music for a couple of years after that. And then I got so into health and wellness that I just went, I was like, I have to go back and get my master's. This is what I want to do.
0: That's, I admire that. And I admire the fact that you just didn't really care if it was too late per se, uh, because I actually at a point was at a similar point as you were. I was like, I want to be a run coach boy. Like, I can't just start there. I was in corporate America for six years. Like it's in working in digital. I worked for Connie Nast. Like I hated, oh, it. I hated it. I, you know, it just wasn't for me. Um, have always been an endurance athlete, swimmer to runner, started coaching runners. And like my friends as like a hobby. And then I was like, wait, okay. I really like this. I like coaching,
1: which is just yeah.
0: now. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you
1: just have to live your life a little bit and see where it takes you. And from there you figure out what you want to do, you know, yes. it's not a straight line, never a straight line to anything.
0: <laughs> no, no. Um, do, does anyone ever ask you if like you're scared or you're scared of failing is a good question. I, guess.
1: I mean, I think everyone is scared of failing because it sucks to fail, you know? Um, yeah, I'm terrified. I have a couple projects that I am finally now pursuing that I have spent years talking about and not pursuing. Now, to be fair to myself, some of them I really couldn't do before because I was traveling so much with this one client that I was working with. And I just didn't have the time or the manpower to do it. But also, yeah, there's fears around it. You don't want to put a lot of money into something and then have it fail. But I'm reminded of this all the time because not only do you see this like everywhere over Instagram and people talk about it, but also one of my really close friends is similar to me where she's working on a lot of different projects right now. And she keeps telling me, she's like, look, she's like, these things I'm doing right now, I don't even know if they're going to work. But I do know that there's even, there's going to be lessons in the failures as well. So even if these projects don't pan out the way that I expected, what I'm going to learn from it and the experience that I'm going to gain is going to be so much more beneficial to me than if I didn't even try it at all. So I just keep trying to remember that. I'm like, okay, there's some things that I'm working on right now that I'm a little bit, yeah, of course I'm scared of them failing, but um, there's a balance, right? Because there's also this other side of me where I feel so confident and so excited about the things that I'm working on that that's what's pushing me and driving me. And I'm like, okay, if these don't stick, then they're going to force me into other avenues that I would have never even thought of or had experience for had I not been through that.
0: Yeah, you know you're in the pursuit of your ambition and I think that Yeah. I think that what your friend said is it's true, but we could say that about anything. We Absolutely. could say that about anything. So, I think that it's amazing that you are laser focused and if you believe, I think I truly believe if you believe in something undoubtedly and you fail cuz you will and you look at that like you said I just wrote this in my Instagram post today like about overtraining, not the same as you, but you know um yeah. Every experience brings out a strength in a weird way because it teaches yeah. you what you're really bad at and what does not work for your business, whatever it is. So I love that you just you love learning. And yeah. You, oh yeah.
1: Always. Yeah. Yeah. I I love. I the think it's learning. such an I'm yeah. oh, sorry. I just think it's such an important facet about of life. You know, we should be always curious, always asking questions, always learning. I see eye to eye with you there.
0: <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, I, wish everyone did, but that's yeah. amazing. I might have you like, I need a nutritionist. <laughs> like I do Yeah. Not, full disclosure. I talk about balance all the time and I'm training for a sub three hour marathon. I have a bigger goal of making the Olympic trials in the marathon. Like when they're, mm-hmm. when they're about to come, um, like, you know, like I have a coach, like I don't, I don't coach myself and my runners. So, um, I, I, nutrition is a very big part of this whole thing. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. I have a question. How do you feel your body? Yeah. Have you worked with endurance athletes?
1: Cause you did say you used to run. Yeah. I did, but I was just, re- or sorry, I should, I should remedy that answer. I've never worked with endurance athletes. I did used to run, um, when I was getting my masters, I just, to be honest, I just kind of hit a burnout. Um, Because I was doing uh, sprints. I never have been just like a long distance runner. I just don't, look, I don't believe in saying you can't do anything. So I'm not going to say I can't do it. But I just feel like it's not for me. Because mentally, like the second I'm on like a five minute run, I'm just like, oh, I can't. I don't know. I just, I've found personally for working out that it has to be something that I get joy out of. Like I have to look forward to it the second I feel like I'm dragging ass out the door to do it, then I'm not going to be consistent with it or I'm just going to hate it. And I got to the point with running where by the end of it, I was just, to be honest, I was really burnt out. I burnt out my my adrenals pretty bad because I was doing anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour of sprints. And I would do like a minute running, 30 seconds walking, a minute or minute sprinting. And that was just my personal experience. I know a lot of people love running. Um, I don't really have any opinion on it, like good or bad, Uh, but but, yeah, I just, and to answer your question, no, I've never worked with endurance athletes.
0: Okay. I think that'd be amazing for you just because uh, if you can take on anything else, but just because it's a whole new market and women, especially, I'm sure you're familiar, maybe not. Um, just as of the last Olympic trials, there was so many women that qualified. It was in it was crazy. Like mid 30s. I'm like, what is going on? And I just feel like the community of women coming together, like from all like different like backgrounds, just like very, you know, like posh, like, you know, just runners just running to run to like really intense runners. It's just, it's a community. And I feel like there's really not nutrition, like guidance or the proper guidance, if I want to say, because
1: I agree. Well, especially for women, because I do know, are you familiar with Mark Sisson at all?
0: Yeah, I know. who. Yes, I know. his work. Okay,
1: so I really love his story. I don't know how you feel about it. But, um, but again, it's he's a man speaking on, on oh. what works for him. And so I don't really know of any women. I'm sure that there are women out there that are speaking on this, but he was a marathon runner. He started out as like a yeah, marathon or sprinter, all this. And he started in that kind of like, um, like what we were talking about earlier before we were recording, um, you know, so focused on protein and so focused on macros and micros and all that, that he wasn't paying attention to ingredients. Well, anyways, fast forward, he, he had started this food blog maybe like eight years ago. I think it was called Mark's Daily Apple. I'm not sure if it's still, I think he still has it. Anyways, all that being said, he came back and wrote a book and amended everything that he had come out before about it because he be, he became aware of how important ingredients are and how important fats are and how fats can be used also as fuel and it's not only about the carbohydrates. And I think that's such an important part of the conversation. Um, but I'm sure there's got to be women that are talking about this too, but maybe not.
0: No, there are. And like, you know, I'm yeah. huge into like the Facebook threads and Reddit feeds. Like
1: I have a blog
0: too, but I haven't really touched on it like in a while I just kind of use my Instagram as my blog almost, but, um, low heart rate yeah, training, um, like the math method it's called, mm-hmm. um, it is a way to train your body to rely on fats as fuel. So yeah. I find that so interesting that you just said that because I think it's an excellent way to train and to actually not injure yourself because it takes a very long time. Like, you know, when yeah. you yourself to go further faster with same amount of effort, but you're keeping the same heart rate. Steady heart rate, so that shows shows you're getting more fit, but you're not, you're not like doing a lot of speed work. And That's you know, really you, cool. Yeah. So you just said, yeah, the industry needs more of that, that um, education. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, For sure. Sure.
1: So.
0: I mean, so I'm just gonna ask. So say I hypothetically ran a marathon just now. Mm-hmm. Uh. The, something happened and there are no bags with any nutrition fuel, what would you recommend I should do in terms of like getting food and getting some electrolytes back in the system?
1: What do you mean? Like, as far as like, are you home? Are you still running? I don't know. No, no, no. No,
0: no. no, Like getting like food. Like, where should I, like, what should I eat? Like, what should I drink?
1: In order to recover from a marathon? Like I, yeah. What would you recommend? Okay. Um, I mean, I think it's a really good, you need a combination of really good, healthy fats, a good source of protein. Um, if you do eat meat, I would highly recommend some sort of animal protein, but you want to make sure that it's grass fed organic. If you can, I know that there's, this is such a multifaceted thing with accessibility and affordability. Um, but in order to avoid all those excess hormones and everything, I'm going off on a tangent. Um, but as far as electrolytes go, you want to use a really good, high quality salt, like a sea salt or a pink salt and make sure that you really, huh? i Yep, exactly. And you would use your palate as like your tongue as a way to um, determine how much to put in there. I can't give you an exact measurement amount. Um, yeah. You could even add some to your water as well. A lot of, I feel like a lot of people don't know this, but salt actually ha- adds to your, it's what helps your electrolyte. Um, yeah, I mean, to be, I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you. I really do not know anything about endurance uh, feeding. And I I really like, to be honest, I can't speak on that. Um, all of my, I've never really like we studied it very briefly in school, but it's not something that has been a passion or even like a, like a road that I've gone down. So I don't fully know. No, no. I mean, I think the information you said was great. I mean,
0: I think that there everyone is different and needs different yeah. things and some people don't eat like after right, right after race. So I was just like it was honestly
1: just a conversational oh, Yeah. yeah. Um, I really don't know because like I said like I know Look, I can sit down with anyone and say this is generally speaking how to eat a healthy diet to nourish your body but i can't say like okay after running 8 hours this is what you should eat and i don't cuz it's just not my expertise like i just yeah. don't know yeah no um uh, cuz uh, i really haven't studied it a lot so i don't feel comfortable and confident speaking on it
0: that's okay um i love the you my thing is ingredients i'm like all about ingredients yeah so can you tell me a little bit more about that cuz i find that very interesting
1: very yeah so the narrative around eating healthy has been so focused on calories, right? Calories, calories, calories. And that's not false. Um, there is truth to like calories in calories out. Um, whatever you don't eat that day, your body stores is glycogen instead of burning it off. Uh, if you are not working out running constantly like that, and you're just consistently storing over time, of course, like it is going to cause you to put on fat cells, but, I, this is happening more recently, but still a lot of times the ingredients are being completely left out of the conversation and ingredients are everything because I could have a meal of a really good, high quality fat, um, a good protein, lots of vegetables and greens. And let's say that that meal is 650 calories, or I go to McDonald's and I get a 500 calorie meal, which I don't even know if that exists, but just using this as an example, You are better off eating that 650 calorie meal of nutrient dense foods than you are eating a 500 calorie meal from McDonald's because the nutrients are devoid. Um, There's little to no nutrients in that. And you have to think about it like this, whatever you're putting in your body is like putting gas in your car. If you drive a a premium car, which I'm just going to say all of our bodies, we're driving premium cars and you are just to put the low grade gas in there. It's not going to function as well. In fact, you might kill your engine over time. Uh, and so that being said, you have to think about it as like whatever foods you're putting in your body is gas, it's fuel, it's feeding your cells. And that's just the focus. You want to make sure that you're eating whole real foods, clean ingredients. And what do I mean by clean? Because um, that I feel like that word is thrown around so much and misused a lot. If you're buying... Anything that's in a package, right, anything that's in a box and it has an ingredient label, what I always tell people is read all those ingredients. If you could technically make whatever was – okay, if you could technically make that at home, if you read all the ingredients and you were like, oh, I could buy all these at the grocery store, I could make this at home, then it's a free-for-all. But if there's a bunch of different um, additives, artificial ingredients in there, and you're reading it going, I don't even know where I would source this. Like, where would I even buy this? I can't buy it at the grocery store here. That's when you put it back. Thank you, that was like
0: very, very thorough. Um, and you know, <laughs> yeah, it is unfortunate that like a lot of, um, I wanna say just whole foods that are mm-hmm. not packaged. Are expensive and I wish that you know the country just had everyone had access to
1: more uh, and this is, yeah I mean this is a huge issue it's I'm literally have I'm gonna tackle this in an entire probably like a three-part podcast series because it's so um, it's it sucks because in this country it's it's multi it's a multifaceted issue you know there, there's accessibility issues there's affordability issues a lot of it comes down to our food policy and I don't want to turn this all into a political thing, but it is, it really, um, it, we make it very hard to eat healthy in this country and it sucks because the majority of people really care and really want to eat healthy and do better, but we make it really hard because it is, it, it it's oftentimes cheaper to go through the drive-through than it is to go to the grocery store and buy groceries and make them at home.
0: Yeah, and especially, you know, so, you live in a city. I live, you know, in Brooklyn, city, right by the city. Excuse me. And yeah, it's, it's all about convenience. Like, people just like convenience. Yeah. You know, if you're in an office, it's like, hey, we're ordering pizza. It's like, great. So much for my salad in the fridge. Like, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So I I'm. Know. Can't wait to hear your podcast. That's going to be awesome.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you
0: um I'm looking so, forward to it yeah yeah and um you know two more questions you know so I, I just want to stick yeah, to the time. so what made you say yes I was honored when you said
1: yes but what made you say yes to me oh, on thanks.
0: the Rally Live podcast
1: you know I, I just I went and looked at your page and um I listened to one of your podcasts I was really taken by your questions and just the way that you spoke and I don't know. I, I really, I, I like doing podcasts too. You know, if if I really don't feel in line with the podcast, I'll say no, but, um, yeah, I don't, I just, I love, I love talking on podcasts and, um, I was really, I'm always flattered when people reach out and ask me to speak on theirs because there is a part of me that's like, Why why me? Like, okay. Um, but I, so I, I was really flattered too. So.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I, I was like, I hope she said yes, because she knows her stuff. So thank, thank you. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. You deserve the credit. Don't undermine yourself. Um, thank and you. you know, last but not least, why um I mean, I guess no, I guess what would you want everyone to know on here about you, about integrative, you know, food nutrition um before we sign off?
1: Well, I don't want to sound like an echo, but I really, the thing that I find the most important, like I said, is really ingredients and remembering that. Um, I think a lot of people get really, uh, you know, it's, it's very confusing nowadays, I think also to eat healthy, like we're all very confused with different labels and what's healthy, what's not, there's a different article coming out every week saying, you know, now this food is vilified or whatever, you know? So I try to reel it back in, zoom out and try to make it as simple as possible and I think this is the most important thing to remember. Try your best to eat as much real whole foods as you possibly can and try not to get too lost in the well, but you know, now they're saying kale is bad and this and that. Like try to just remember that if it was if it was grown in nature, then it's probably okay across the board, you know, vegetables, um, and meat. So just remember that you eat what your food ate. So I was trying to remember that, which is why grass fed organic is really important. Um, yeah, just getting back to eating whole real food is really what I think is important. And, um, if you're intimidated with cooking, there are so many recipes online. Now, there's so many YouTube videos showing you how to make the most simple meals, um, and then finally just remembering that eating whole real foods and eating healthy doesn't have to be bland and boring. If you're just cooking with whole real foods and you're, you could, there's a thousand million recipes that you can look up online and, and figure out how to make them healthy. And I, think I, that's love the most important. I love that. So you wouldn't approve of my gummy habit then. Some <laughs> <'Cause I> love- <laughs> kind of gummies right right out here, but yeah, sugar, sugar is a big one. I know it's my weakness. So trust me,
0: I like once a week. No, like once a day, but like, I'm, you know, I'm, I might just make an adjustment or two. I know I shouldn't be saying this, but, you know, it's all about the small, you're just being honest, being very honest, you know, I will say something
1: about those, though. Have you heard of smart suites? Yes. Oh, my gosh yes okay I love smart sweets I refer uh, all of my friends that are super addicted to like sugary gummies I always refer them to smart sweets because they only have three grams of sugar for the entire bag and they're good and they're not made with artificial sweeteners um I just I love them and they have they have copycats of basically all your favorite candies starburst they just came out with a watermelon sour oh my gosh really don't don't take that Oh no! I know. Go
0: get that. Oh my gosh! I love. They're candy. really good. If you didn't pick up on that, love it's like, a, It's like my vice. It's my vice for sure. And cheesecake.
1: You know, I'll tell you that I had a sugar addiction in college. I could not go a single day without. Oh god! I was drinking a vitamin water every day, and I was eating either like peanut butter MMs or some sort of gummy bear. And then I realized I was really addicted to sugar. So it's a, it's hard. It's really hard. But they've done studies and sugar as, is as addictive, if not more addictive than cocaine and heroin. Oh. So it's something to remember. That being said, I don't want anyone listening or you to think that I'm shaming you at all. No. At the end of the day, it's your body. You do whatever you want and whatever makes you feel best. Uh, but when I heard that, it made me think, wow, I need to like figure out. And this is, like I said, coming from someone that had a major sugar addiction. Um, and I just throughout the years, I learned how to like reel it in. Look, I'm not saying I never eat sugar, but it is something important to be mindful of because it really, um, it creates inflammation in the body. It really just wreaks havoc on the body.
0: All right. Yeah. Thank you for paying it forward. I was going to say, I'm going to, you know, Try to make small changes, just not eliminating it quite completely, but just, you know, like not having yeah, it so often yeah. because, you know, I care about my well-being inside too. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you so much, Courtney, for being on today's show. I so, so appreciate um, you joining and for everyone listening, Courtney's information is going to be up in the show links on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio. Tomorrow, I'll be announcing all of that in my stories and on my Run with Ally live account. And Courtney, thanks so much for joining, and I can't wait to listen to your podcast and follow your journey.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Also, if you guys want to find me, my Instagram is Real Foodology. Yes, and that's, oh. that that will also
0: be included in the show notes
1: in the podcast. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Thanks so much, Courtney.